Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are delighted to be partnered back up with online therapy app Mindler. If you're struggling with your mental health and it's impacting your daily life or you just need someone to talk to, Mindler is a brilliant app that is helping to make therapy accessible. Mindler is a digital healthcare provider that offers online therapy with psychologists via video call in their app. You can choose which psychologist that you'd like to speak to and on the website and app you can filter by the psychologist's specialties and also see their photo and bio before you book. Mindler has short waiting times and once you've booked in your first video call on the app with a psychologist, you get unlimited access to a whole library of self-help programs, which can either be carried out independently or with the help of a psychologist. These programs cover a range of diagnoses, including stress, depression, anxiety, burnout and more. We have a code for you. So go to mindler.co.uk to read more about the app, which is available to download from the App Store and Google Play. And if you enter code DELETE, that's D-E-L-E-T-E, you can get one free session. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. We are recording today from Alex's house. And what is to my left, ladies and gentlemen? The drum kit! (laughs) All of its glory. It's actually so ugly, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot smaller than what I thought it was going to be because I really did imagine it like full rock star (laughs) (laughs) on stage. So did I. Yeah, like, but it's not. It's electric. But the downside to that is there are so many wires. There are so many wires. It's so ugly. There is no way of making it look pretty. And it's in the middle of our living room. Like, there is no escape from it. I'm so, I want a drum solo later. No, no, I need some time. I need some time. So I am, I'm, I need some beginner's lessons. I'm going to try and find some on the internet somewhere. You can do it. Like you can link, you can link your, like your drum kit into your laptop. But I spent about half an hour last night trying to understand what that even meant. And then can ended I just, up- just before we get into the good and the bad and the awkward, <laughs> Alex and I have a WhatsApp group with her husband, Dave and my boyfriend, Alex. And last night she sent a text to it. <laughs> forwarding uh, an email that she'd sent to the the, uh, customer helpline at the technical support of the drum kit company. Hi there. I'm trying to... (laughs) I'm trying to connect my Elise's Turbo Mesh Kit to Melodics, but I'm confused about where to start. Why? Why did you buy this? Um, the page on your website talks about connecting the USB 
but I'm not sure what kind of wire that needs. Can you help? Thanks, Alex. I'm not sure what hardware means. <laughs> on the last, it said like, write your email. And then, it, and then it had a section at the end saying, which hardware are you using? And I was like, what does hardware mean? I don't fucking know. Uh, these people, well, that was literally, the people that buy these drum kits will be drummers. <laughs> they would never have expected a customer service email from somebody who's never... We actually got a response from him today and he was basically like, um, apologies, but I'm a bit confused. Aren't we all? I'm a bit confused about what you're confused about. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, on that note. On that note. Should we do the... The good and the bad and the awkward? The good. The bad. And the awkward. So, Em... What's your good? I tell you what, I was going to say my goddaughter got christened. That was so nice. Yeah. I didn't drop her. You didn't drop her. Absolute stunning. Well done. Like couldn't have, couldn't have gone better. That was all good. And then just because I'm a stuck record and I'm just a woman fulfilling her role in the society, I'm gassed about my forthcoming nuptials. And I so saw my wedding dress. Like I've I've bit lastminute.com, but I not literally. <laughs> www.lastminute.com. Bloody <laughs> wedding dresses um, too. Yeah, who knew? Um no, so yeah, I got the sort of like sketch design thing for my the amendments that we're doing to my wedding dress and that's made it all like it, it looks so good. Em showed me just before we started this. It looks so good. I'm definitely not supposed to show people my wedding dress, but then when you were getting married, you were so chilled that you were like, Do you want to see my dress? Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, go on then. And then yeah. I just felt bad. So I was like, Well, you know, you showed me your I'll showed, show you mine. I showed anyone who asked me really because I just thought it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know. I don't really get the whole like gotta save it for the day because who really cares? Well, like, I actually, I find this so like the whole thing about weddings so interesting. Like I know I keep joking about like my role as a woman in a wedding, but I'm literally just like it's all linked. There's patriarchal bullshit. Like it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like we're gonna wear white because we're we're virgins <laughs> yeah. and we're hidden underneath a veil because the chances are like your man marrying you didn't just got your like it's like your groom just has your dad's word on it that you're not hideous. Like exactly. and obviously he's gonna say that you're stunning because he's trying to sell you or yeah. exchange you for a fucking pig or whatever it is. <laughs> like a nice I don't know suckling pig or what it's just it's a load of nonsense but anyway I'm, I'm thriving I'm loving it um yeah. I'm, yeah I'm like I'm tit deep in all this misogyny it's that's great a, and that's the thing that that was, that was with like when I was like going through all the planning and stuff there were so many things that I was like oh I, if I let this this could really piss me off like the fact that it's only men who are supposed to stand up and talk mm. like during and do the speeches like I begged my sisters I've got four sisters. I begged them to do a speech too, but they were like, "Sorry, we'd be too nervous." They said, "They said like we'll we'll record it and play it." And I was like, "Do you know how stupid that's going to look? Record it while you're sat right there, like just watching it. Like I'm not going to do that." That's but so funny. you can let yourself like I, I felt like I could let myself get pissed off about stuff like that, or just lean into it. And I ended up just leaning in and yeah, being like, it "And is I what think it is. like this is a thing as well. Like I didn't. I actually wrote about this when we when when we got engaged about like basically challenging my feminism to plan a wedding, and it was like even the notion of like being given away and stuff is so like it is it's actually coconuts and you know we talked about it last week like oh we're going to change our surnames and loads of people on on instagram were like well to be fair like okay yeah you're going to take that man's name but you already have a man's name you know most of us already have our dad's name so like you never oh my god that's never occurred to me you never had your own name anyway you know alex actually has his mum's name which i love so maybe that makes sense but you know so but, but, you, you know, as a strident feminist, you want to make all these like changes and have all your boundaries. But what you have to remember is everybody else has an expectation of your wedding day too. 
And like in my family, yeah. I'm the eldest daughter. Like it's Alex's mum. Like Alex is an only child. Like and and he's religious. And there's just so much of it that matters so much to other people. And I've been trying to weigh yeah. up like how much what matters to me matters compared to what matters to them. And just try and Definitely. strike a balance. For sure. And also, like, I think it depends on, exactly, pick your battles, what you feel really strongly about. But also, like, it's one day and one event. Like, yeah. really what matters is how, like, your everyday, you know, how you, like, you know, act upon your morals and values like every yeah. day it doesn't you know it, you, you don't have to have a completely no. you know a wedding that completely like you know um counters all norms like that's not necessary like no. just whatever you feel comfortable with yeah and in the end I just thought I can't be bothered I no. don't know. Just... and also like white dresses like they're stunned like yeah it, they are it, like it's a I don't know there's a lot of it it's like okay look if I if I think too much about it I can make this fucking awful or I can just lean, lean in, in and be like, all right, yeah. pretty dresses. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll make these women all wear the same outfit and walk down the aisle and, and I'll also, cover like, my face. And When would you ever wear white again? Well, well, people do wear white dresses, but like I would never wear a white a, dress. And also really the only opportunity that I have to wear nice dresses is to weddings. Exactly. And, and you're not going to wear, wear white. a white dress. No. Right. So fine. I've got a nice white. Okay, okay. Yeah. we've we've dealt with that. I'm still a yes. feminist, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wear white and play the part, and I'm gonna look. It's gonna yeah, be great. but I guess like this leads into like a much bigger conversation, doesn't it? And one that kind of came up last week when you posted like you did a hair ad, and then people were like, "You're supposed to be a feminist." Oh yeah, well that's it's yeah, like that's so you know what people expect of a feminist or what people yeah. expect of feminism and it has to be this like all or nothing yeah like totally non-nuanced like yeah. it's black and white and I think it's just it's it's really harmful for feminism I think it, yeah I so I did a hair ad last week I did a, I it was an it was an ad that you know it was, it was just it was advertising doing my hair yeah and, and it was like, cool yeah, I liked it, was it. Fine. Yeah, I liked good. watching yeah, it my hair looked good thank you very much um but I got to the end of it and I had so many dms being like I thought you were above all this shite and I was like no, I have hair. <laughs> like just because I just because I care about feminism doesn't mean I have to have shit hair. And that's such a um, yeah. <laughs> degrading view of feminism. Isn't that, it? Like all feminists are ugly and can Isn't only it? care about politics and everybody yeah. else. And it's also really damaging to other women, like women that do care about how they look. It's insinuating that then they're, they're failing as feminists, right? Exactly. Which is a load of shit. Like, oh, right. Sorry. Just because I care about my hair, I'm vacuous and moronic. It's totally. like women have one brain cell and we can only focus it on one thing at any given time. And if I'm just filling everybody's head with, with hair products that I'm really letting the side down because it's just... it's such a joke it's like with with makeup like I always feel like I have to justify my love of makeup by saying oh it's because it's like creative and I enjoy it it's therapeutic for me and it's you know it's an expression self-expression but then like why can't I also say I actually love how it looks on me yeah. I love putting it on and I love wearing makeup and that's that it doesn't make me any less of a feminist you can be you know, you can be a feminist and like, you can be a feminist and shave your legs and say that you shave them because of the patriarchal, yeah. you know, because of the, the patriarchal history. You can you can admit that and still be a feminist. Yeah, like, 100%. There's so many things that I do that I do directly because the patriarchy dictates that I should. 100%. But I can yeah. still rebel against it with my smooth legs and wax vagina and good eyebrows. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Rebel against it in our own ways and like what we feel comfortable with. And it's all like a, a learning curve isn't it yeah. people just need to chill out just, anyway just, you go what's your good like, I feel like the good every week like I'm not you know some weeks we don't have this like amazing like dazzling shiny like good stuff um so my good is like super banal like so boring gonna be like why have you even said that but 
it, you know, in the interest of like finding the, like the joy in the little things. So I work in my living room and I'm not like, I'm really bad at like getting up and like going out and doing stuff. Like I sit down and I don't move all day because I just get locked into work and da da da. Anyway, I was like, I just spent a whole like two weeks pretty much in the house. And I was like, I'm going to take myself off to a coffee, sh- coffee shop and work for the day. And it was the best day I've had in so long. It was Aww. so blissful. I felt like I felt like I had energy, like the energy of just people being around me and just feeling like I, I, I felt really like revived and uplifted. And I know that sounds so no, like not. wanky, but it was it was my good because I left I, I, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, my God, I feel rather than like, oh, I'm going to move from like the you know oh, my shit. my desk yeah. to, to the sofa and like watch a bit some bit of something before I go to bed I felt like that was a really good day and I just needed to get out yeah so that's that. that was my good that's why I do walk club every morning like I walk with my friend Fliss yeah. and then sometimes Georgie joins us I'll join sometimes you're very welcome down Might I have no friends here but that's what but <laughs> oh, I made I literally I made I know. That's really literally, I don't know anyone here, but that's also my fault as well because I'm antisocial. Because you don't get off of the desk chair. Literally. <laughs> but this, it's like I think it's really important with the ba- we talked about this a few episodes ago. But with the boundaries of work from home, like you know, I know you've always worked from home, but the boundaries are really like uh, dissipating between work and home, oh and it's God. so shit. Like, the lines are blurring. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You do need like that's why I go out walking every morning because yeah. I felt like I've been with colleagues at least. You know, yeah. just like had like a, even though we don't you know do much, it's just. Getting I, out I'm envious of that actually I think that's really good okay I'm I'll just, start getting you up at 6 30. if we just live so far away it's so annoying I could come to you one day okay thanks we'll go for a walk early morning walk 6 30 no no <laughs> sorry that just dawned on me what you said absolutely not <laughs> 8 30 yeah 6 30 no okay <laughs> so what's your bad so it ends kind of a good in a good way uh but my face is uh sore yeah um so I had a, an operation last February to break and reset my jaw to be honest I've just had so many complications subsequently namely so when they break my when they broke my jaw they reset it with screws and plates all the way along the top and the bottom and uh two of the screws has have come loose to the right of my nose so or one of the screws has I don't really understand so I saw the surgeon before Christmas and he told me that the the best course of action is to have this these screws and this plate removed and I handled it with great maturity and pretended I hadn't heard anything. Uh-huh. I did not reply to his emails or return his phone calls. Everybody asked when the surgery was, and I said, "What surgery? I don't know." Um, Sand meathead. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I've been kind of like limping on. It's not it genuinely. I think it's. I think the cold makes it a lot worse, and yeah. it's been very cold. And I just. I have now got to the point of pain that is just more than I can cope with. It's driving me yeah. insane, and I've had enough. So, yesterday I emailed the surgeon uh, explained and apologized um and they've actually brought the surgery forwards so i will be having it in two weeks time and it will be and it's fucking stunning it'll be literally a year on nearly to oh, the day God. from the last surgery and i'm dreading it but <laughs> also what a time to start a podcast just before i lose the use of my mouth again. i know i know fine. it'll be fine we'll, we'll make mumble. it work we'll, we'll make it work but it's yeah. really important that you have it and i'm always like I'm always a proponent for like, if you can just get it done like sooner rather than later, like the sooner you do it, just get it done and get it out the mm-hmm. way. And basically not to bang on about my fucking wedding again, because I never shut up about it. But 
with that around the corner yeah i kind of i was saying to my mom i was like if i can just go till next winter you know if it's only a problem when it gets cold it is getting warmer maybe i'll be fine and then i started reading the forums which i never do but i was like i genuinely don't know anybody else in this position and my brother actually has a lot of metal in his back and he is bothered by that but uh, so we've been talking about it a bit but i'm like i don't know anybody with it in their face so I, i was looking on the forums and stuff and a few people have said that the screws can work their way out totally and i was like fuck that for a game of spades if i'm gonna look really pretty in that white dress i can't have a fucking screw sticking out my cheek i i on the one of my instagram followers had it come out they're gone um and then i got a pain in the roof of my mouth the other day and i was like you know what I just can't play this. I can't play this game of what if. Like no, I can't live no. with that. Like waking up one morning and there's just a lump somewhere would just be too annoying. And I would kick myself because it would be 150,000% my own fault for having not <laughs> dealt with it. So I'm just, I'm just, it's fine. Yeah, bring it on. And we'll, yeah. we'll make the podcast work somehow. Even well, if, if it's, it's just um, sort of <laughs> mumbling. <laughs> I, I said it last time when I had the operation, like if you don't laugh, you cry. And like, so I'm like, I'm already yeah. looking forward to the laughs. Like, I know that sounds really stupid, but in a, in a really weird sort of way, last time it was fun. And, I, and not, it was horrible. Yeah. But there's just, uh, there's an element of like when you when you really have to like push through some shit I'm just like okay let's go yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what was your bad this week um well we've we've kind of covered my bad but um it's the fucking drum kit like (laughs) I'm actually pissed off at myself because like because I I ordered it right I ordered it when I was like super into like super committed like super keen on it and then it took ages to come and then I took ages to set it up and it's still not even set up and it requires fucking usb cables and it's hardware, software, shitware, I don't fucking know. And I, I know I can feel my interest in it just slowly dying. It's not pretty, you know, you, you're not drawn it's ugly. to it. You're not drawn to be like, oh, wow, I want to go and make some noise on that. I, I know, it's so ugly. And like, and now I'm thinking like, what the hell am I going to do with it? And but I can't tell Dave. I think you need to join the pub. I do. And he's yeah. just some, something to like lock yeah, me into it. And you can't it. tell Dave. I can't tell Dave. No, because... Because he, he said, before, he said like, so. before I buy it, are you sure about this? And I was just like, I'm absolutely sure. Uh, this, <laughs> this is, is going to be the I best thing ever. I distinctly remember, and I don't know if it is saved anywhere, but in the last episode, you were, you were going to be a drum star. No, and I really, I thought, I really did think I was going to be. But then I'm like, a, a part of me, like, this is very funny and everything, but part of me is actually pissed off at myself because like, <laughs> why did I do that? Like, why do I do these things? I don't know. I hate like, <sighs> I, I make these like rash decisions, <laughs> like these rash buys. I know, it's, it's like funny, so impulsive. It's and so then I'm left with like a, a 250 pound drum kit. Like the, the, most, the, the most horrible eyesore I've ever seen in our living room. <laughs> And like that, you know, we've got a piano. Like I've already got a piano. We've got a piano. It's a London flat. When like, I tell you they have squished the instruments in here, oh yeah. you really have. There will be a, a, viol- a viola next. That's what I'm going to get you for your birthday. <sighs> I do play that actually. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, no, I do. Well, just like you play the drums. <laughs> I know. I actually I did all my grades in viola, but I no, can't you play never. anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, but, that's cool. Yeah, but I can't play anymore. Okay, so, so don't buy me a viol. I do not need another instrument. Need. I actually, I agree. For the first time, I really agree. You don't need anything no. else in here. There's not room. Um, there, there, there really is, is and, no room. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed my in the corner. my humble brag there. <laughs> I actually, did all my grades. Oh my grades in viola. What a prick. Um, I played the viola once, and my mum was like, I, "We rented it from school." Because my mum was like, "I'm not buying you that." Uh, so we, oh no, we didn't rent it from school. We rented it from somewhere because she's like, "I'm not buying you an instrument that 
no offense you'll probably be shit at and I had one go and she was like I knew it <laughs> you, you have not a musical bone in your body <laughs> not one and it's gone awkward awkward what's your awkward well this this isn't it but I just feel like I'd be remiss not to mention it this morning I went to the gym and um I walked home and then I realized when I got home that I'd driven to the gym fucking idiot. so I had to go back and get it that's just like personally awkward it didn't involve anyone else I literally was like I'm a fucking knob um but uh, also it happened in the gym this week and um did I mention that I go to the gym um but I've made a new friend and she's really great and she's really nice and like and and I kept bumping into her in the same gym class and then like she's really great um and I was excited because you know it's nice to make friends if you're me you don't like making friends but I like making friends so I was excited and um and then I got partnered with her again. And it was like the fourth time I got partnered with her. Okay. And it was just like a weird coincidence we got partnered. And I looked at her and I was like, Haha, I'm stalking you. And she went, Haha. and I was like, well, not really. And then there was like a, Haha. and I was like, well, I did follow you to work a couple of times. She, oh my God. Did you say that? Yeah. What the fuck? And she just looked at me and she was like, what? I was like, no, I'm joking. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, okay. And that was, it was just, I was like, why And then she there? asked for a new partner. Yeah, well, I did say it this morning and I, and she, she kind of ran a bit. <laughs> sort of like a gentle, like, like a quick stride. Um, no, she didn't, but um, yeah, so bad. I was just like, why have I said that? that why is have awkward. I said that? Why are you saying that? Like, I, I have times. <laughs> so bad. So bad. She was like, okay. I just felt really sorry for her. I was like, well, that's a... D- yeah, I'm trying to put myself in her position, like, and imagining it, and I probably would be like, "Oh, that, yeah, that's fucking awkward." Yeah, like, I you? also just lean forwards when I talk. Like, I'm quite like a keen person. And I was like, it's just too much, and I, as I say, I was like, "It's too much." Nose to nose with her. <laughs> I followed you to work a few times. <laughs> but also, she really told me where she lived, which was like nicer. But like the time before, she'd been like, "Oh, I just lived down there," and I was like, "Oh, my best friend lives down there," and like, so, she, like, I think you know what I mean? Like, we, like I, whereabouts I was, down there? <laughs> Down there, huh? Okay. And the postcode. What number? <laughs> and what time do you typically in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that I just absolutely fucked that. And I was just, it was just, uh, I just, I honestly, so she might listen to this. No. No, okay. I think she's got the restraining order now. So <laughs> she's, like, she's, just, she's actively avoiding me. That is very awkward. Yeah, I, like it. It. I just absolutely fucked it. So, um, yeah, I've lost my new friend. You've lost a new friend. Yeah, to be fair, I'm going got... to have to change gyms. <laughs> you've got too many friends you, you could do with losing a few. Oh, yeah, it's well, fine. I, yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I've been thinking about doing a cult. Friendship, but... friend cult. Oh, my God. We should do an episode about that at some point, actually, about friendships 100%. and breaking up friendships. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, you're awkward, please. My awkward. Oh, it's a bit of a weird one. Right, so I finished work at the end of the day and I like to watch something and play Candy Crush, right? So I watch something on the TV and I play Candy Crush. Like, I've played Candy Crush. For, it's one of it's one of the obsessions that I have, like, that has really stood the test of time because, yeah, most of my other, like, obsessions have fallen by the wayside, but not Candy Crush. In fact, I've just opened my app. I am on level 3,747. <gasps> You're because what? It, uh, yeah, 3,747. Because it really helps me. Like, so I'm not good at it. The creators of Candy Crush are like, fucking hell. They're making them just for you. They can't believe anyone's got this far. They're like, Jesus, we've got to stay ahead I know. of <laughs> And like, so, so I don't know if you know this trick with Candy Crush. Like, I'm probably going to get, like, they're going to cancel me now, my subscription. But if you like, when you run out of lives, you've only got five lives. Oh my God, this is so boring. You've only got five lives. And when you run out, you can, you can um, fast forward. You can change the time and date on your phone phone so then it thinks it's got five lives again 
right? So I I put my phone <laughs> I put my phone forward like a month and then change it back, you know? Okay. What? And yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Because then I get five lives and I can just go so back. So when you look at your phone, you're like, oh, like February the 4th. Yeah, but then I change it straight back. I always change it back like immediately. Huh. Yeah. It's like, it's like a credit card, but with time. Like exactly. Borrowing time. Exactly. So I'm playing Candy Crush. I'm going back and forth with the time, whatever. Anyway, I was like, my eyes hurt of Candy Crush. Like, well, stop now at this level. I'm not passing it. So naturally, as you do, I went to Instagram and it just said like, can't connect. And I was like, oh my God, like, obviously this is what we do. Like Instagram's our entire career. Like that strikes fear straight into my heart. So when but you've I, lost your job. Yeah, like Instagram's down, shit, shit, shit. What am I going to do? And it was too late for like, a couple of people have access to my Instagram account, but it was too late. They were asleep already. So I couldn't ask them if they could log in. So I was like, this is it. I'm absolutely screwed. I went on Twitter, like is Instagram down? Like I had Dave Googling, searching anything. I was literally running like up and down the hallway crying I was like this is gone my entire life I've worked so fucking hard for this and it's all gone it's all completely gone and then I like I locked my phone and Dave was like why does it say March on your <laughs> on your screen and I realized that like literally I don't know how long it was later but it was a significant amount of time that I was like right I'm gonna have to do a CV now and like apply to stuff to, the, to like actually get a job and I just yeah I, I turned my my time too far forward and um yeah. Broke the system. Broke the system. I have a te I've just found the text that you sent me oh God. at 22.14 on Friday night. And the spelling mistakes make this relevant. Is why number zero, you, O, you, R, Insta down. And I reply going, don't think so. Also, with my panic, my spelling mistakes, what's, who I peed? We have to post this. I said... H-O-A-P-P-E-N-I-J-G. I'm obviously <laughs> panicking as well that we've lost our jobs. And you go, I can't get it on my phone. And then I get another one three minutes later at 22.19. Panic over. I changed the data on my phone so I could get more Candy Crush lines and forgot to change it back. And I didn't even reply. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Screenshot that. We should post that. That's good. So yeah, a half an hour in, <laughs> we've only done the first section, but, but you'll still be here because you will want to hear from today's guest. Our next guest needs no introduction, but we're going to give you one anyway. The ultimate multi-hyphenate, Jamila Jamil is an actress, presenter and activist. She has overcome a lot in her life, most of which has been in the public eye, which has come with significant scrutiny, particularly from the press, something Jamila has openly spoken about. Particularly compelling was her Instagram highlight titled Gaslighting, which details the unfair treatment of women in the press. Jamila has also built a brilliant community with her movement and social platform, I Weigh, which encourages women to value themselves beyond their appearances. Jamila is a self-confessed feminist in progress, and that's exactly why we wanted to talk to her. She's learning on the job, just like all of us, and we are really excited to be talking to her today. So without further ado, here is Jamila. So we've introduced you in on the podcast and we mentioned your brilliant Instagram highlight about gaslighting mm. and how women are treated in the media, which is something that we really wanted to talk to you about. And specifically, you detailed a process whereby women are set up essentially to be torn down. Can you just talk us through that? Yeah, it's a very specific system and I'd sort of observed it since I was a kid without really internalising it and just thought, 
Well, that's normal. You know, uh, basically a woman can only maintain good behavior for a year and a half and it's probably her fault. That must have been my like internal misogyny. And so when I became famous, as I'm sure lots of different people who end up in this ridiculous scenario do, they think, well, I'll do it differently. I'll be better than those than those women before me. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, no, fuck. The the system is rigged. Uh, The game is rigged. And so it's a very, very precise machine where basically they pluck someone who they can see is garnering some kind of attention for whatever reason they stick out. It might be the way that they look or their background or whatever project they're in. They pick that person, they elevate them above everyone else. And then they start to hyperbolize how amazing they are all the time, constantly just over-egging, like saying that she's more beautiful than she is or she's smarter than she is or she's more talented or more stylish and everything becomes very hyperbolic in the descriptions around them and they start to really overexpose this person. And so suddenly all you're seeing is this person everywhere all the fucking time. And as the reader, you're like, Jesus Christ, how much press is this woman doing? Like, why is she in the headlines? And often... Those aren't interviews that we're giving. They might be a tweet reply that we've given someone else or something that's literally just been pulled out of the reporter's arse and they've just used the term source with, in, you know, uh, with the um, quotes around it and they make up all kinds of shit about us. And so it seems like we are just constantly promoting ourselves, constantly putting them, ourselves out there. We are self-obsessed. They start to take these hyperbolic headlines about us, like saying how amazing we are and put these kind of slightly smug looking, smiling photographs of us as if we are agreeing with the headline that we have never consented to. And by this point, the audience is so fucking, and the readers and the public are so sick of us. They're like, Jesus Christ, this woman's relentless, that then we are in a prime position to be ripped to pieces and then in comes the minor mistake or the misunderstanding or the complete smear and lie about us and it travels like wildfire because our name has become very current and very relevant and also everyone's ready to get rid of this bitch I would be fucking sick of me I was sick of the sight of my own face from what I saw you know, the amount I saw of myself and I couldn't understand it. Like my publicists weren't even uh, on my retainer. Like I wasn't, I I didn't even have anyone putting anything out there about me. And yet I was constantly in the headlines. It was insane. And so then the fall comes and it is spectacular because since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, there is something about our society that loves a disgraced woman, loves the theater of a disgraced fallen woman, of the fallen angel And then we tear to pieces. She either kills herself, wants to kill herself or just cancels herself and makes herself disappear because women are told from birth to be liked. And the most important thing is to be liked and approved of and believed. And if that goes away, your worth is diminished and therefore you should extract yourself from society because you have failed them. We do not have that. We don't have, we only have redemption stories for men. I always say that, you know, we don't give women the benefit of the doubt because we've spent it all on men. We have no benefit of the doubt left for women because we've given it all to men. And so once this woman is destroyed and has removed ourselves, boom, we just move on to the next target. And I think the pattern was harder to see back in the day because it was kind of, you know, we've had less celebrities. It was just harder to become a celebrity. And so it would happen once every five years. So it'd be Jane Fonda and then Princess Diana or Marilyn Monroe. And so these were kind of like spaced out by five years. But now that you've got a celebrity a fucking second, it's happening every single week. And so it's out of con- it's out of control. And, and now we're starting to see the pattern really clearly. And now I've lived the pattern. 
now it's crystal clear to me and I understand what every woman's gone through. And now I'm just determined to use whatever's left of the last bits of success I have to warn everyone else that this is coming and to implore readers to not believe everything you read especially about women in the media and to know that our interviews are taken completely out of context they reconstruct sentences out of entire paragraphs we say everything you see is twisted and gnarled um through the lens of misogyny yeah so you say like that you could see like you you, you know you kind of seen it since you were a child but they did use this on you yeah. and like I wonder were you able to clearly see what was happening and be like this is happening or is it something that came to you later and if it if it was happening kind of um before you could really put your finger on it how did it make you feel was it just like horrifically isolating or you know did it affect your mental health before you could lay you know recognize it as a them problem rather than a you problem I became a public figure twice so I had a bit of warning from what happened to me at 26 when the sort of British media turned on me because I'd gained weight um, back in the day when I joined Radio One, so I knew I knew what that felt like, but to a much smaller degree because the UK is so small compared to US news, which becomes global very fast. So I was mm. kind of prepared when I got to America, and when when the hyperbole train was starting, and everyone was like, "She's the feminist hero we need," and I was like. I left school at 16. I don't know fuck all. Like, please don't put this pressure on me. I'm a feminist in progress. And they'd be like, no, she's Gandhi. She's motherfucking Gandhi. Like, <laughs> I knew I was, I knew I was fucked. Everyone like, you know, I like in 2019, I was on the cover of Vogue. And in the same month, I was being named one of Time Magazine's 25 most influential people next to fucking like Harry and Meghan and Donald Trump and Ariana Grande. And I was just like me off of T4 and Radio 1. It happened so mm -hmm. fast and I knew it was like yeah. that. It's that feeling at the top of like an Alton Towers ride where they just keep you at the top for a second and you're just like, oh my God, just drop, just drop, just please just let it be over with. Like I just, I know what's coming and that's what that whole of 2019 felt like. So when 2020 hit, I wasn't super surprised, but I didn't know how disgusting it would be and I didn't know how much women would enjoy uh, taking me to pieces. That was insane. It, it wasn't men. I thought it would be men. It was mm. it was it was almost entirely women. And um, why why do you think that women then are the ones that take most pleasure in that and seeing other women being you know being torn down or taken down a peg? Well, I think because we're pitted against each other from the minute we can understand. We're told there can only be one, and we're to we're told to compete with each other, and we're told that a one woman's achievements or one woman being special in the limelight means that we can't have that, and that's not fucking true. That's just a a scarcity mindset put into us by men. There's so many fucking men who look the same, they do the same shit, they sound the same, they act the same, they sing the same, dress the same. And, and and we seem to just have endless space for all of them, but there can only be this one woman. So I think I think we have a and we I think we also just have a natural distrust of women because of how everything has been set up that way. Women are placed throughout biblical texts, throughout literature, throughout film as the inconvenience for a man, the one who manipulated, the one who lied, the one who beguiled a man and then led him astray. Like it's just constant programming of like, I don't trust her. We don't trust women and we don't trust a woman who seems to be good or trying to do the right thing. We're like, what's her angle here? Like there must be an angle. And and I, I think that's just training. And I know I've had it. Fucking hell. I was a massive misogynist until I was like 27, which is really old. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> it was a different time. Um, and so, you know, it's just we're all figuring it out. But also, you know, we just got to be trained to see the signs. Once you can see the signs, you see them everywhere. Look at Meghan Markle. Pregnant. Pregnant. Mm. And we the, the 
our country ripped her to pieces. Taylor Swift, her documentary, so illuminating about the fact that you are really, as a woman, only allowed about a year at best of grace before your time mm. is up. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, Anne Hathaway, like it just the list just Amy goes. Amy Kira fucking Knightley. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, isn't it? Because not many women are forgiven for. No, men happen all the time. Men get given the GQ redemptive article. Oh, yeah. oh like, uh, like, like, I mean, Shia LaBeouf is working right now. I just saw a picture of him on set filming. What the fuck? Are you, yeah. are you kidding me? Emile Hirsch working. Emile Hirsch strangled my friend in front of hundreds of people and got like put in prison for it and is still working with A-list celebrities. Like we women wouldn't be allowed to do this shit. If a woman smiles the wrong way, Anne Hathaway just pre-prepared her fucking Oscar speech. Who isn't pre-preparing their right. fucking Oscar speech? Right, of course. Like, yeah. you know, and and she got destroyed for it and had to like withdraw from society. I've pre-prepared an Oscar speech and I'm never going to win an Oscar. It's <laughs> 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 just something that you've all got to do, right? I mean, just <laughs> like, but when men fuck up, we do the like redemptive article in GQ or whatever or Esquire and, and we you yeah. know he talks about his difficult childhood and how he had like a difficult dad uh -huh. and like how he's been to rehab and he's working on himself and we're like oh what a brave self-reflective king we love him like it's so sexy the way that he can look into himself women don't even get that chance women don't get the comeback no. we're just allowed to maybe creep back into society so 2020 I was just a bit like okay I do want to kill myself I do want to, like I literally wanted to kill myself and to be put on medication and and I do want to leave this industry and really just like live a peaceful life and go back to working in a video shop when I was really, really happy. Um, but they don't exist anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and I do like, I, I like everything does feel like it's just over for me and they won. And then I was like, what would a white man do? A white man would probably just <laughs> stick around and just fuck around and find out. And so I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose now because I've been shat on by the world. So why don't I just, why don't I just do the white man thing for a while and just keep going yeah. and just carry on and pick myself back up, learn from it and just, you know, go forward. And I did. And then I booked fucking Marvel and all my shows got renewed. And then I like ended up having an amazing year in my career. And I was like, oh my God, women don't know that you don't have to leave. Woohoo. Someone's got to tell women yeah. you don't have to leave. You should stay, stay. And it blows over and life goes on. And then people forget. People literally sometimes DM me being like, I know I don't like you, but I don't remember why. Can you please tell me what you did? And I'm like, just fuck, like, fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. It's a perfect example of the fact that we just like we don't like it just it it passes shit passes however heinous it is i got accused of mad shit and then it just moved on the world moved on there's so many worse things happening in the world it's really as a woman wherever you this isn't just celebrity like if you're at school if you are at work if you are at college or uni and this shit is being spread about you it feels like the world is ending and that 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 the world is just within the four walls of whatever your environment may be. It isn't. Life goes on. You can come back from this. You can come back stronger and better from this. And that is what I'm sticking around for is to remind everyone because a lot of the cancellation happens inside of women. We withdraw. Mm. We deny ourselves opportunities. We think, no, everyone's sick of me. I shouldn't. Fuck them. They'll fucking forget. They'll literally forget. <laughs> just carry on. And so yeah. that's what I'm trying to represent is like, you know, whether you've made a mistake or whether a mistake was made up, just carry on, persist, 
You deserve the right. You deserve the chance to to carry on. And no one gets to tell you when you're done and when you finish growing and learning. But but, but you. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's like so much of what you, your feminist in progress thing is something that I think, I don't know about you, but I feel some so much regret sometimes for like how I behaved before I fully like identified as a feminist or recognized feminism mm. or any of the you know the the society that I existed in like I was such a fucking dick and I'm so ashamed of myself mm. sometimes I'm like oh my god like does does that lend itself to regret because you're so brilliantly like public about learning on the job and like are you forgiving of yourself for what you didn't know and and then kind of like making your peace with the conversations that you have now yeah otherwise what's the point of activism if we don't believe in change what is the point what are we fighting for what are we shouting at each other for like if we don't actually believe that redemption is possible then why are we calling out for it why are we calling out for improvement if we don't think people can improve i consider my own journey of growth and improvement to be hopeful for me to know that other people can do it because I'm extremely basic (laughs) like I really (laughs) I really like I'm not a special person and so if I can change and if I could grow the fuck up so can anyone else and so it makes me carry on in activism like my own fuck ups before galvanize me to know that also like I can then relate to the people who right now are full of like misguided anger or hatred or ignorance you know I I know where they are at I've been there before and I can Mm -hmm. I want to reach out to them the whole point of I way is that we're not here to like bash you over the head for what you don't know we're not interested in that part of our like grotesque like habit of the left you know where we're searching for traitors and not converts like we're looking for converts at I way like like yeah. doesn't matter where you're at in your knowledge we want to we want to know you we're excited that you're here to learn i'm learning learn with me this is a community no one's fucking perfect we're all updating it's all about just trying to be better tomorrow than you were today and that's why iway is so successful because it's a safe space on the internet where you don't feel like you have to have an academia level of understanding of every single sector of social justice otherwise you're going to be murdered it's so true I think it does make it really scary sometimes with social media you don't want to say anything in case you don't know everything but I guess what you've created is such like a wonderful space just I like I was having a conversation with Alex's husband yesterday about this and he said like oh there's some things I don't have an opinion on because I just don't know and I'm like I can't relate like the internet's made me have an opinion on absolutely everything yeah Um, and I'm very bad at like sitting back and just being like I need to learn and I think that's something that we're kind of having to practice with with Instagram and activism right yeah also like you know I fucked up with that as well like in the fact that as soon as I came out talking about eating disorders and fat phobia and ableism like those are three things that I knew about from like my own personal experience I really knew what I was fucking talking about but as soon as I said, like, I really care about this shit and I really feel passionate about it, the internet just came for me and they were like, well, what about what's happening in Poland? What's, what about what's happening in Kashmir? What about what's happening in Israel and Palestine? What about what's happening with uh, this this situation or this religion or this, that and the other? And, like, I I just didn't, I didn't have any, any, like, knowledge that would be worthy of sharing it with millions and millions and millions of followers. Mm. But everyone's just like, if you don't say anything, you're part of the problem. And I understand that thinking. And I also understand being like, finally, a fucking celebrity is willing to talk about about shit. Let's see if she can also, like, help our cause. But I allowed the pressure to get to me where I was like, I don't want them to think I don't care because I do care. I just don't know. And then I would speak before I knew anything. And then I would fuck it up and misinform loads of people and then everyone would understandably get really mad at me. So we also have to understand that you should be always trying to learn as much as you can, but you don't have to 
speak out about it until you feel just at least a bit ready <laughs> and you have to take your time and it is you we are more helpful if we are all focused on the thing that we can actually go forward and help so now I only speak out about things that I can actually I know I will be able to go forward and actually exact change in so it's like okay I have contacts that I can help make a change in this or I know people who I can raise money for this I can actually rather than just retweet this so that everyone gets off my back I now only talk about causes where I know I can then take it to government or take it to other activists or take it to the UN. I'm trying to now be more intentional so that I don't just like create a mess and then take up space because I created a mess. But we do, we push women specifically into speaking about everything. They're like, your silence on this is deafening. And sometimes that silence is more helpful than misinforming millions of people because we are also just a bunch of entertainers who don't didn't really go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually, I want to ask you, I mean, you, you said, you know, celebrities don't often, you know, venture far into the the, the realm of, of, of social justice. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of rare for a woman to be outspoken and also successful because we're expected to be quite obedient and quiet and just sort of go along with the system. And I wonder if you've ever had to weigh up whether you express your opinions publicly against like any potential career consequences have you ever had that sort of that internal monologue where you've like do I do this or do I just go for a quiet life sit back and just kind of you know as soon as like my opinions started going viral in America in 2018 like I was sat down and that conversation was had with me you know where they were just like if you take this on you're gonna lose millions millions and millions like every opportunity brands won't want to touch you because they photoshop or they do this or they're partnered up with this person and they were like you're gonna you're gonna lose loads of branding opportunities and and I did and I knew that so did I you? yeah I'm, did you how many things am I the face of do you know what I mean like I don't partner up with right. lots of brands because I don't approve of because I won't like makeup brands want to work with me but I'm like only if you don't photoshop my campaign so then they're like, sorry, we can't do that, which right. is also quite rude. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, very, very rude. Uh, or offensive hair slogans sometimes that leave, like that make it seem as though hair is the all important everything and that people who don't have hair like wouldn't be as important or whatever. Um, I just don't, you know, I'm very, very particular about who I work with and I'm aware of that. And I would have like fucking tens and tens of millions of dollars. I'm not some great martyr for that, but I am saying that that was an act, that was a decision. It was a decision I made knowing that like, I'm doing this for a reason. I don't really give a fuck about being famous. I don't like being famous. It's really, it's really odd and bad for my mental health. Um, and it's bad for everyone's mental health. And I don't know a single happy, balanced, famous person who even your faves who you think are fine because they're always smiling on their red carpets and not doing interviews. They're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I I know them. Um and and so but I'm doing this because I've nothing to lose. Like I I love this industry. It's been a it's been a like a joyride, honestly. I feel like I'm driving a stolen car. Um it's been really, really fun. Uh but it, I'm okay with it ending at any time. What I'm interested in is allowing for there to be space in our public sphere where little girls can grow up and know you're allowed to make mistakes or you're allowed to be imperfect or you're allowed to grow in real time. You're allowed to take your time to get better at things. You're allowed to try things that you're not really good at and see what happens. You're allowed to take risks. You're allowed to have an opinion and you're not going to die. 
you're not going to like, it's not all going to be taken away from you. It might turn out to be fucking fantastic like it has for me. But also the thing that I love that you've just said is that you, you don't like being famous or you don't think it's good for you, you know, because I guess the rhetoric that surrounds and it's what you were saying earlier about the gaslighting, right? They build you up and up and up and it's like she loves it. And and it and then it's like you're being ungrateful to say that you don't like it. And I think like that's a real thing that people and I definitely was like a person that thought like this before where you'd think like, well, if they don't like it, then why don't they just stop? And like, I think that's a, I mean, obviously, I, I, I wonder if it's a gendered thing because it's like. If a man doesn't like being famous, it's like, oh, he's tortured. Like, you know what, you know, so, but a woman's like, well, she's ungrateful. So you should love it. And I don't know. Is, does that make any sense? Does, do you ever feel, do, does, um, does no, that come it up? It makes perfect sense. But like, but yeah, but I'm on a mission. Like it's got nothing to do with being an actress. I'm enjoying being an actress. It's fine. It's lovely. Um, the food is excellent. But I, uh, but it's all just, you know, a way to then reach more people with just trying to encourage them to find their own truth. Because women are just not allowed to find their own truth. We're just sort of given this bullshit version of the truth and then just indoctrinated into that. And I just really would like people to like, I play by my own rules. And I think that's really important to have public figures who do that. And and that doesn't just always mean like, and, and I like, I've, this is going to come out wrong, but I feel like the only way women are like told is the acceptable way to rebel is by taking your clothes off. And that's cool. And that's great. But there are also other ways that you can rebel. You can expose your mind. You can expose your opinions. You can expose your flaws. You, it's exposing your body can be a part of it, but you can also expose multiple different parts of yourself. That can't be the only way in which like we rebel, we step outside. That's just like going against like kind of religious values of women having to be chased. There are multiple ways in which you can rebel. Maybe not having the, you know, the toned body or like whatever, like maybe allowing to show your stretch marks or, you know, all over your tits like I did in The Good Place. There are loads of microaggressions of rebelling that you can participate in. And I think that that's just really important. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's really sad that we've gotten to this point where we're still allowing this archaic system from the 50s to just rip down all of these women like that little girls internalize that when they see that they're like oh she made a mistake and now everyone hates her and now I have to hate her shit okay I should go through my life never making mistakes like you're just feeding them with anxiety and the way that we fucking talk to people online the dehumanizing way even celebrities like fine whatever that celebrity probably won't read it their publicist will but little kids are watching the way that we're talking to each other online and then they're going home and they're parroting that to each other at school you are directly feeding into like demonic levels of misogyny in the like beginnings of our society when you participate in this culture and I used to participate in this culture when I was in my 20s and I just don't do it anymore because I don't want to be a part of that I don't want a kid to grow up and speak to someone the way that I used to speak about Miley Cyrus or Rihanna or like Beyonce or anything do you know what I mean like I've I, um, I'm embarrassed and I think we should all be embarrassed if we're still doing that now we know so much about mental health we know so much about the damage of social media we've seen so many people teenagers kill themselves now like what are we doing what is this hostile environment that we are perpetuating and if anything getting kind of worse mm. do you like being on socials do you find do you get trolled still like do you cope with it are you okay with it because there's 
I mean, does it has it has it you know is it calmed down or is it still just hell? No, it's you? calmed down. I receive way more love than I receive hate. The problem was is that you know I did that thing that the brain does. The brain is built like to predict and to protect, so it notices danger more than it notices safety. So when things were getting shit for me, I didn't notice all of the millions of messages of support. I could just see the sort of hundreds of messages of people telling me to kill myself and spreading lies about me. And so I was focusing on the wrong thing. I've learned now to zoom out and realize that actually a lot of people are very nice. And yes, there is trolling. But trolling, when I used to be a cunt online, it's because I was fucking <laughs> I was fucking miserable. I was fucking miserable. I was traumatized. I was I had nowhere to direct my rage in my personal life because I was being so oppressed in my personal life. And so I would just direct it at strangers online. And so I know that that's part of what's happening because nobody happy logs on the internet to go and say something horrible and dehumanizing to someone else. No one happy because you're busy being happy, living your life, having orgasms. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> eating cake and being cuddled and yeah. like living your dream. You don't have time. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time to troll people because I'm really happy. Now, when I was miserable, I had fucking loads of time to just go online and just be a, a, a fucking bitch. Um, so I don't take it personally now. And I recognize that it just like, no one else's opinion of me, literally no one else's opinion of me matters because I'm still here. I'm thriving. So it just doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't have a responsibility to be liked, understood, believed or approved of. And that is the most important thing for women to understand. And it's because we are taught that those are our responsibilities, these fake fucking responsibilities, that we distract ourselves and then don't go for gold. And I don't just mean getting the bag. I mean going for peak mental health or our peak dream or our peak fucking hobby or whatever uh, we don't go for our dreams because we're weighed down with this extra homework that men just simply don't have to contend with at the same level when we don't yes. like a man we just don't learn his name we're just like oh, i just yeah. think he's a bit average i'm just not gonna learn anything about him or he's done something annoying like fuck that guy i'm not gonna follow him online when we don't like a woman we are so afraid of being accused of being misogynist that we learn everything we can about her to try and justify our hatred of her so that no one will think it's just because we have a little bit of misogyny in us and we become obsessed with her. Just we don't like her to leave her alone. Anyone who's tweeting shit about me being like, oh my God, why am I seeing Jamila Jamil in my timeline? Why are you seeing Jamila Jamil in your timeline? <laughs> you fucking loser. Like mute, mute my name. I've muted yeah. I muted Piers Morgan four years ago. I've known nothing but peace ever since. And I, I haven't heard a thing about that man. Like mute yeah. mute my name, you, That's good. you mute my name, you dickhead. Like what are you doing? Yeah. You want yeah. to yeah. you want to see my name. You yeah. love yeah, me. Clearly. You need me. Like it's just like <laughs> it's it's on it's on you when you're getting annoyed by a public figure and you haven't muted your their name. That's on you. I think. Yeah. Spot on. <laughs> I I wanted to ask you, coming coming back to what you're saying about how women can rebel, the different ways in which we can rebel. Yeah. And I think for you, part of that is shining a light or like highlighting some of the toxic and harmful things that other female celebrities do. For example, all the diet shit and, you know, blah, 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 mm. weight loss teas. Da, da, da. And I want to ask you, because actually I think this is something that I wrestle with myself, but I'm never really able to c come to a conclusion with is for you, what do you think is the line between letting a woman sort of do what they want and respecting their choices and also understanding that they don't know any better mm -hmm. and then calling them out on stuff that you know is going to harm other people? 
Like, how do you weigh that up? I think when you are profiting, when you're mm. making money off of something that's hurting other people, that's the line yeah. for me. That is the line. When you are, whether it's in following or in literal cash, when you are gaining off of other people's pain, then whether or not you know better, it has to be interrupted and you have to be taught better. And if you've been taught better and you're still doing it, then you deserve to be dragged by your pubes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, I, wasn't. I love it. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's the line. That's the line. And when I yeah. talk about, you know, like influencers or even the Kardashians, like I always make sure to include a paragraph of immense empathy because like they're just a product of an environment that we created. Everyone terrorized right. Chloe, terrorized mm. her, mm. continues to terrorize yeah. her about the way that she looks. Of course they're fucking yeah. going to want to diet and show their abs and Photoshop themselves. I get it. But also at some point you have to like take some sort of responsibility and like I've got I've got two hundred million followers, I'm a billionaire. Like like is this worth it for the amount of harm I'm doing? Maybe get offline, mm. you know, like or start to be more authentic, but don't sell products that are gonna send kids to the fucking like potentially emergency room. Like so I think something like 24,000 kids in America get admitted to the emergency room every year just from diet and detox products. Like, don't sell oh laxatives and not write that they're laxatives. Don't write, don't not write yeah. the side effects of a fucking uh, supplement that you're selling. You can't do that with any other supplement or drug. But for diet products, yeah. they're just like, they just act like there's no side effects. Write diarrhea underneath your sexy picture. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, anal fissures, right, hemorrhoids, like yeah. IBS, yeah. right, all these things underneath your sexy photoshopped picture, and mm. then we're good. Let's see how many people you know sign up with your discount code. But I do feel immense. <laughs> I do feel immense empathy, and I feel very sorry for people in the public eye. And I know it's really hard to not perpetuate the cycle um, of impossible beauty standards because you're being held to them yourself by the same public. Mm that you're then lying to. It's a fucking loop of hell, but you cannot, it is. you're not allowed to make money off of that. You're not allowed to gain success off that. You're yeah. just not allowed. Yeah. I'm sorry, because that's harming other women. I think if you're talking about saving hundreds of thousands of young women in order mm. to just call one out and tell her to stop doing it, it's worth it. However yeah. much she is a product of her environment, she's now creating a new environment for other people to be a product of mm. exactly and yeah. yeah perpetuating that same same toxic environment mm -hmm. that she's a victim of yeah. so yeah but we talked about this last week actually in an episode last week and about these diet pills specifically but actually you know we, we were sort of talking about it in the context of okay 10 years ago there was no education so you can't you can't do it but now that you know we, we could we could have made allowances 10 years ago but now it's like, oh, for, like you know everybody knows you know what I mean? So that there isn't really an excuse, in my opinion, now to do what they're doing. Also, almost no one does but, it now because of me, because I'll just like be so annoying that yeah. they don't want to have to deal with me. So how many <laughs> how many mainstream celebrities do you see peddling diet products or diet apps anymore? Yeah, because of this guy, because of this true. guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not down to like the. I mean, the fucking amazing work of activists throughout time against like diet culture. But when it comes specifically to celebrities not posting diet and detox products. I will take credit for that because I am fucking annoying and it was work to become this annoying. I was not born like this. I became, I worked <laughs> to be this annoying so that people would fear me and not want me to, to bother them and like ruin their name.
So um, <laughs> that's it. That's my only well, achievement in this yeah, life. Good. Well done. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, you've spoken about this before, but when you talk about another woman, it is always written about as you're attacking them yeah. or, you know, call, I don't even know. I can't even think of it. Yeah, well, bullying. I'm Indian well, yeah. and Pakistani, so I must just be a suicide bomber according to the, you know, the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, especially with, especially where I feel like with, brown people especially especially with black people my god uh there is uh infused aggression into all of our behaviors and everything is slamming and trashing because they want they want me to fuck off right the media needs me to fuck off because the main i mean the media is dying right the media is dying because social media exists and it means that all the information we want to get we can get directly from source right we don't need to read articles about it anymore so the media relies on advertising the one of the biggest forms of advertising in all of the media is diet detox products. Those are the people when you look down at the bottom of the page and you see who yeah. they're advertising. It's diet products, detox products, fasting apps, um, like TikTok. Every fifteen seconds, it's a fasting app. Um, uh, it's um, Botox, uh, collagen, uh, anti-cellulite cream, like all these different things, right? To fix to fix, quote unquote, a woman's appearance predominantly. Women are 80% of the consumer market. So they need me to go away because I'm threatening yeah. mm. all of those industries. And I've, you know, I'm part of what has made significant dents in those industries being mainstream in the last couple of years because I'm so annoying. And so they, the way that they can, they can't kill me, right? Which I'm sure they'd like to do, but they can kill my credibility. So discredit is the new death. And so if they discredit me and make me look like I'm always preaching, always hysterical, always on a soapbox, which I'm not. Like mostly I'm posting about just fucking my dog on Instagram, you know, or makeup mm. or things that I care about in the world or things that are funny. Like it's very, I'm very multifaceted. But if you were to look just at the headlines, it just looks like I'm a UFC fighter. I'm just constantly... <laughs> violently lashing out at people and that is deliberately to be like oh don't listen to this woman she's crazy don't listen to all the shit she's yeah. saying about diet products and detox products no sh 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 sh. don't listen to her about what she's saying about the fact that it's okay to age uh naturally and that men are allowed to age and we're all, women are also allowed to age and have wrinkles and that cellulite's fine stretch marks are fine don't listen to her she's she's fucking mad she's always on one she's probably on drugs <laughs> um and so that's what that's what that is and I just don't need the media because I've got like access to 5 million people minimum uh, on my Instagram. And so I don't, like, I get more traction on an Instagram post than most, you know, most of those stupid fucking tabloid articles get on an entire article. I don't need them anymore. So I can say all this shit, do what I want. And they can all just eat my ass. It's so nice <laughs> to hear. It's just like, it's so unapologetic and it's so great to just recognize that I don't know. I, I think I'm, we're so used to like, you've got to be humble and like, and I don't know. It's, it's so exciting to hear people speak so honestly about it. But I don't think, weight. I don't think I lack humility. Like I know my shortcomings. I know I'm annoying. I know I'm uneducated. Like <laughs> I don't think my being willing to not just lay down and die is a lack of humility. I just think yeah. I'm tired of being brainwashed into this existence that I am here to serve other people's needs and to somehow be liked by the whole world, 8 billion people with all these different tastes and experiences and likes and dislikes. I'm supposed to appeal to all of them. Are you fucking kidding me? There's <laughs> not even a food that pleases all people in this world apart from maybe toast. 
maybe toast at best. But like, <laughs> not, none of us can achieve that. And women are burdened with this unrealistic, impossible, guaranteed to fail. Like the pedestal we get put up on is a trapdoor. It's a trapdoor. Mm. Avoid it at all costs. Avoid it at all costs. Always be real. Never buy into your own fucking hype and never think that it's going to stay that way when everyone loves you. If anything, you are on a path to destruction. You need to get yourself ready and arm yourself and make sure that you've got mates around you who don't give a shit about the public perception of you. That's what I have. I live with like so many boys <laughs> who I grew up with. Uh, we live in a big house together, like all of us. So we've known each other since we were teenagers. They don't know anything about my career. They don't give a shit. Like surround yourself with people who aren't swayed by the public because the, the crash is coming and you have to know that that's okay. You will survive it. It will pass and you must carry on. And if all of us do that, they will stop trying to take us down because they'll know that we know better. So allow me to be the crash test dummy and, you know, like the ghost of cancellations past and who's coming back <laughs> to warn all of you that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, well, we'd love, we'd love to end by asking you, you know, if you are excited by the future of feminism and how that's looking. Like, obviously, you've got your platform, I Weigh, which is helping literally millions of people value themselves beyond how they, how they look. Um, so, yeah, are you, are you excited about the future of fe feminism? I'm so excited about the future of feminism, but I also fear for the future of feminism right now. Like, we're being gnarled and twisted against each other. There's a lot of competition a lot of leaving people out a lot of moral superiority like we're supposed to be helping each other along we're supposed to be making space for each other I don't like seeing activists compete with each other I don't like seeing that online at the moment I think it's really creepy and weird um, we're all in the same fight and I so I just want to make sure that we zoom out and remember that if we're all nitpicking each other I'm not saying we shouldn't call each other out and like make each other accountable to some degree but the opposition are just carrying on, oppressing us, taking away our fucking like reproduction rights and this, that and the other while we're all busy pointing at each other, competing with each other, nitpicking each other to fucking death. We need to zoom out, organize and join a full coalition that involves women of different races, women of different disabilities or non-disabilities. Like we need to really like fucking don't, don't cut trans women out of the fight of feminism for fuck's sake. If anyone knows how to surpass the boundaries of gender norms and the like prison of gender norms and gender stereotypes, it's fucking trans women. My God. So let's stop like pushing each other out and trying to have our own little party that's going to win and turning this into like British politics or something. And let's let's make a bigger crowd. Like we're harder to destroy. Like we're, we're safer in numbers. When we are all together, we can actually do something about the opposition. Let's build the foundation of our house before we start decorating it. Right now, it just feels like we're like making sure that everything's perfectly straight and everything looks perfect in our house, while the opposition are just laughing at us as they carry on taking every... We're rolling shit back right in front of mm. us and then watching us eat each other alive like a bunch of piranhas. So I'm very excited about the possibilities of feminism. And I think we have some incredible women and I'm so happy to see... Uh, more diverse faces being elevated within feminism but fuck me we need to like organize and chill out and identify the difference between ignorance and evil and we need to start seeking converts and not just traitors oh 
Spot on. It's so good. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> so good. I've had a lot of coffee this morning, so I'm just I'm so... No, I love it. Absolutely. I'm on one. Unreal. <laughs> um, thank you so much, thank Mina. You. That was genuinely awesome. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I appreciate your time. <laughs> What, what an interview. Like, I'm, I, I'm still buzzing. I'm getting a bit stressed that we we peak. I think yeah, we go too like think? I think we've gone I think we've gone out the gate too fast too well. <laughs> and I think the only way is down. <laughs> the only thing that I said this to my friend yesterday that I'm really like holding on to, because he was like, God, you're doing so well with the podcast. And I was like, yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> the only way is down. But if running is anything to go by, downhill is always like the the fun bit anyway. You know, no yeah. one likes to slog up. So yeah, yeah. I think we've just got to lean back and just totally. go with it. So I hope you enjoyed the summit. There, we just sticking with the Everest. We just that was it. Exactly. We've just reached exactly. the summit, and now the descent begins. But oh no, oh no! I'm gonna just absolutely annihilate your analogy there because. Everett, with Everest, with climbing, right? The, the ascent people think is the hardest, but the descent is the most treacherous part of the climb. Because of the altitude. Yeah, and you're tired. And like, you're you, more likely to make you mistakes. Just, you slip. Yeah, and, and also yeah. if you slip going up, gravity is going to whiz it, you down. Yeah, you've got gravity on your you side. You know what I did last night? What? I watched Everest. Oh my God, I saw <laughs> that. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I'd actually seen it before, but it's Alex so hadn't. And we'd both seen enough of it on your Instagram that we were like, it's horrifying. It. It's like it's like harrowing, but and it's really a true good. story, isn't it? It's a true story. Yeah. So you should read the book Into Thin Air by okay. John. Can't remember his name, but that he it's his account of what happened okay. on the mountain. Okay. Oh, chills. Okay. Got chills. Oh, that's a lot. All right. Anyway, is it just me? Okay. So I want to start this this little segment off with an embarrassing story that yes. came in straight away after the last podcast episode. You might remember. Last week, I said my awkward moment was when I leant forward in the gym and a piece of chewing gum yeah. fell out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So somebody DM me this saying, hi, Em, I've just finished listening to your latest podcast. And firstly, I love it. But secondly, I have an awkward moment to rival yours in the gum department that I thought would give you a chuckle. Okay. Years ago, I was at a very expensive jeweler's looking to treat myself to a lovely ring. I leant over to admire the beauty and my gum <laughs> fell out of my mouth and stuck to the back of the jeweler's hand. Oh, no. They were wearing a white glove. No. So at least they were protected from my drivel, but it then proceeded to get stuck. I had to peel it off, oh, apologise and promptly leave. Oh, the shame. Oh, the absolute shame. It's so gross. That's literally a pretty woman moment. Like it immediately, is. it's horrible. Big mistake. Why Huge. is there something like so? It's it should be that it's fairly innocuous, but like something so embarrassing about chewing gum or anything just dropping out of, out your, of mouth. your mouth. Like, like it's get a really grip. Just like keep what's in your mouth in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> just like under someone's like little white glove. Like oh, it's, oh, it's so like, a little elegant like white glove, <laughs> elegant little fingers. Yeah. And then you just got this big <laughs> like, oh. yeah foul. It just really made me laugh and felt way better <laughs> about myself. So um, thank you. Yeah, listener. it's giving me the shivers. I don't like it. <laughs> It's like, you know, when you're speaking to someone that you don't know that well, then you spit. Oh, and sometimes I like, hate it. Sorry, when you, like, I always loud. make a point of being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just spat on you because I think that's the best way to handle it. But then when people don't do it and they spit on you and then you've got like, like, yeah, the, you get spit on Most recent your... one, I has, she spat on my lip and I could feel it on my lip. I was like, 
she knows and I know. So if I go to like <laughs> rub my lip, like it's really obvious. So if obvious. you lick it, it looks like you're enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how COVID Imagine spread so fast. That I was gonna say, yeah. Um, um, I liked that. Thank you. Um, I've got one, and I didn't know if I should actually like. It's it's so bad. Like it made. I don't know if it made me laugh, but like it's so bad. I was like, it's. It's so bad that I didn't know if I should read it out or not. So okay, well, for my intrigue more than anything, this might not even stay in. But um, okay, let's just, okay, let's just go. Um, but I would die. Let just first off, like, if this happened to me, I would die. Okay. I, I like you. I wouldn't be here anymore. Okay. Um, hi, absolutely love you. I love how we keep the, these reading bit, the phrase. Keep these bits in. Yeah, lol. Loving the poll. Absolutely love your podcast. Um, thank you, hon. So. <sighs> I have so many embarrassing stories. I just seem to be one of those people who that shit just happens to, cool. But the ultimate one, which really is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me in my life was when I was just standing, minding my own business, waiting in a queue at the bar of a big family party. Okay, set the scene, she's at the bar, big family party. I suddenly felt a pair of hands grab my boobs from behind. Assuming it was my husband, I did not move, but stood still and enjoyed this moment of drunken fondling. Okay. Okay. I turned around to mock reprimand my hubby for this naughty open display of groping, only to be confronted by my father's horrified face. What? As a, as a side note, at the time, I was about the same height, build and hair colouring as my mother. We both screamed and ran away to promptly vomit. Her dad, it was her fucking dad groping her boobs. I can't close my mouth. No, I know, I know. I know, I could never get, I could never, ever, ever get over that. But I think it's just so bad that she, she let him. No, no, as in like, she thought it was her husband, but like, it, you know, it kept going on because then neither of them fucking realized. I don't have any words. Isn't that horrendous? I don't have any words. Oh like, I think this goes beyond embarrassing. I think this is like, I don't think it's like she needs therapy. Well, no, I don't know. I d maybe she just needs to leave her family. <laughs> the, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the vicinity, the sort of borough. Isn't the, that the, awful? Yeah, the, the family. I think, you know, witness protection, there's a good case for, <laughs> for that there. Good God. New country, new life. Yeah, fund. just forget him. Honestly, oh just God. get on, move on with your life. I'm what so I'm, I'm so sorry, hon. That I'm is so, I horrendous. I also feel like I can't react properly. I'm just like... Horrified. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I feel God, like there's I, all a lesson to learn I hope there. you're okay. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm obviously going to keep you anonymous, but... Um, I hope witness protection is nice. Is it? <laughs> can you? Would you write back? Tell us what the houses are like. Do you know Mexico? Yeah, is fun. yeah, exactly. What is the weather like in South America at this time of year? Is it just me? Okay, so my is it just me this week actually didn't come from anybody specific, but it came. Uh, it's it's. I, I'm asking this question out of necessity because I did something on my Instagram yesterday where I left a confessional box, and as it transpires, a lot of my followers have been incorrectly inserting or not inserting their tampons <laughs> over the last decade and I just wanted to ask first and foremost is it just me on behalf of my followers that's ever wrongly put in a tampon basically Alex have you ever did you did you get it first go or were you confused when you first oh, started I was so confused I was so confused and I read in a magazine that you put your leg on the bath don't you put your leg up on the bath oh god I don't oh really no I just 
So <laughs> that was oh, that noise. <laughs> Sorry, that's really all about to pay. Enjoy that in your ears. Yes. That is ASMR. Tampon oh, ASMR. Rank, so. um, oh, stop. Yeah, so I read that the best way to do it was to put one leg up on the bath so it gives you kind of better access. But I remember the bath, thinking that the bath wasn't like high enough, so I put my leg like up on the sink, but still, I still couldn't do it. No, it took me ages. So my followers, uh, yeah. the, the various entries, I'm just going to give you the, the insertion points Go on. of various tampons. Oh, God. One of them went up the bum. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she was 11. And she put oh, it up her bum because God. she thought that's where... The underlying, oh, the undercurrent here is sex education... And conversations with our kids needs to move forward she because actually, nobody should be putting tampons up their bum. She actually put it up her up bum. Up her bum. That was one of them. The oh, next one. God love her. Now this was not a sole entry. This came in from multiple people. I don't think I like this one. I think this is the one I don't like. Go through me. The hot dog method. Oh no, that's quite funny. <laughs> Treating <laughs> your flats as the bun <laughs> to the the, ta- the the tampon burger in the middle. Is that a real thing? People actually Well, did one that. person sent it in being like, oh my God, I'm fucking mortified. I did it for like a year. And then somebody else replied being like, oh my God, somebody else used their labia as buns. And I was like, well, that's a sentence I never thought I'd read. <laughs> um, so they yeah, just that was... was just going to sit there yeah, and just... just I've got to stop, stop that noise. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but surely it wouldn't just. It wouldn't I don't stay think, there. No, I think you just got to hope your pants are gonna. Well, I mean, it depends. Well, yeah, everybody's like got different vulvas. Yeah, you like to get your pole, but yeah, exactly. He's got a waddle everywhere. Um, <laughs> the next one, somebody inserted it with the plastic applicator. I can see how that happens. Oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, they just oh left shit, it the entire thing. The entire thing. And just shoved it all and just, up. And just, oh, yeah, that can't be good for you. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, someone put it up the wee hole. Yeah, see, this, this is all not real. Oh my God, because it's tiny. I'm gonna, I've got a confession. Tiny. Go on. I've never seen my wee hole. No, I actually have no idea where it I'm is. I'm going to go look for my, not right now. I'll wait till I get <laughs> home. But I'm going to look for my wee hole. I have no idea where it is. I, I don't, actually don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know, know either. I feel, I feel like I've got the gist of like bum, vagina. And then I think it's going it to be up? between that and clit. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, it's, oh, it's up. What is it? Oh yeah, no, it is up. Yeah, well, It's yeah. not going to be in the perineum, is it? No, oh, no, 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 like no, a no, no, yeah, it's got to be up. Just a little, uh, little hole there at the bottom. <laughs> it. So it's, yeah, no, I actually don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But I yeah. do, I'm doing that confession. I was like, fuck me. We know nothing about our bodies. Literally. We are going to do so many podcast episodes specific to sex education. So many. I want to talk about fannies. I want to talk about bums. Yeah. I want to talk about tampons, periods, all of it. Because Everything. this is chaos. There are people hot dogging their tampons using their <laughs> vagina. Like, oh my God, I don't even know what. So we've got an email entry. Is it just me? Um, first of all, just wanted to say congratulations. The podcast is amazing. I'm always it. reading the praise. Don't be a knob. We will stop just doing that. It, yeah. We will stop doing that. My, is it just me? Is it just me that is totally fine with being single? I get so fed up of being asked why I'm not in a relationship or why I'm not seeing that person I've been on a date with again. The honest truth is that I don't want to waste my time in a pointless relationship trying to force something to work. I'd rather be called a serial data and wait till I meet someone who passes the vibe check, someone who is on my wavelength, you know? So yeah, is it just me? I love that. Me too. Like, I mean, obviously I've been together with Alex for like nearly a decade. <laughs> yeah. But I actually had this conversation with a woman in the gym this morning. Like, I think 
the 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 wave i guess of the internet now like instagram it's getting so exciting just to see so much like single positivity and i know yeah like our friend our friend our friend ashley james who now has a baby and a boyfriend but she's yeah. so good for single positivity and she was one of the first people that i ever followed that was like oh my god like you can be she made being single look so good i was like Maybe yeah. I should try that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Alex, I'm Sorry, Alex. I love you. Um, but it's, it's, um, I see so many like amazing quotes. Like, Ash shared it. It's like, she's got, a, we've actually got one of the pictures that she modeled for the com- the artist, yes. the Conrad Brothers. And it's like, rather, rather yes. be alone than lonely with you. Yes. And I love that. That's quite, I was so trying much. to Google just now because it's like, I can't remember it, but that's it. That's it. And yeah. there's another one as well that's like, I'd rather uh, I'd rather be on the shelf than in the wrong cabinet. I love that. Isn't that so that's good? That's so good. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's really so, good. I, I, li- I literally said that to a woman in the gym this morning. She was like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm struggling with dating and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, babes. I really like that. Yeah. And I know it's really, I, I do think it's easy for like, well, I mean, I just, I, I haven't been single for ever really but it it, it frustrates me so much the particularly now like our age the conversation for women is just so relentless like I know so many single men in their 30s who are just left the fuck alone and women it's like you you know you couldn't you couldn't couldn't hold them down could you like couldn't catch one like and and it's like oh fuck off or you've missed the boat yeah you've missed the boat yeah Yeah. good ones are gone I I remember someone saying like when I split up with my ex and I was about to turn 30 and someone who was in the same boat as me was like have we missed the boat and I was like it's so shit that we even have to think like this and you would not be saying that to a man who was 29 or 30 would you have you missed the boat 29 is so young it's so so young but didn't feel it and that's the thing because of this like pressure around it but it it is so 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 young yeah and it's because of what we were saying before about the pressure to get married it's like it's prioritized like you know like what what, you're gonna grow up and you're gonna marry a nice man and that's the fucking goal and it's like there it's like tantamount to failure if you're single and it's like jesus christ no i I saw another amazing quote sorry to keep like listing off quotes i saw but it's like what we need to get into the habit as women of doing and as men uh, as men as well it's working out like the people that we spend time with, they have to be better, a better option than spending time on your own. 100%. Like you 100%. have to like spending time with them more than you would like to spend an evening on your own. And 100%. if you think you'd rather have a pizza and watch TV on your own, then there's something then, amiss. Then, then do that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you want to like do something yeah, do on your own, anyway. right? Especially you, don't you? You like your alone time. I'm not so good at it, but no. I was just like, who wants to do stuff on their own? I can't. Really. <laughs> I get upset when Dave stuff, does stuff on his own. That's the thing I'm working on. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it is tricky. It is really hard, and I feel like I don't know. Like, like with everything, it is so nuanced, isn't it? Because like. I don't know, I find this like really hard, but that's probably because I'm not good at like making decisions or like having perspective on my own life. Because like I was in a relationship that wasn't right for a long time. So it, it's, it, I don't know. It's, Were it's, you happier on your own? No. When the, when the wrong relationship ended? No. That's interesting. We loved each other. We were really, really happy together. Like there is like you know yeah, I, I still friends yeah still best of friends and I spend time with him and it's like the best time ever but there was no physical relationship there yeah and but it's it's really hard isn't it because sometimes it's just not clear-cut it's not like oh this definitely isn't right I need to leave because 
we loved each other so much so yeah. we, we both you know it was it's just it's just hard it's difficult yeah. and that what i said to you the other day i was like i can't remember what we were talking about and i was like trust your gut out and alex was like no <laughs> i don't trust my, my gut that's not right <laughs> <laughs> the fucking liar the whole the thing's a mess um because then, then that's the thing with it oh god sorry i'm opening a can of worms here but like with all this like dump him stuff yeah great and if he's shit dump him but then like I, I don't know I just feel like it's far more complicated than that you know yeah. and it's so hard to actually work out like what's right for you and then and I also think that it isn't as clear-cut as like he's right for you he's not right for you as well there's like it's yeah. a spectrum isn't it yeah. so yeah I know what you mean yeah because I like all the sort of like I, I like all the very feminist like you know dump him ditch him whatever you know and like i'm like yes that is because women have historically and do traditionally put up with a lot of fucking shit right. we celebrate the bare minimum and you know dating is just hell and you know there's yeah. so much wrong with it but then i think you know you have to be realistic about like what a relationship looks like yeah and and that's very different i suppose but again like i mean i talk as like some fucking withered old woman that's never even had a tinder account so i don't <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of me that's just like but I just play on my friends that's why I find this whole relationship talk like really complicated that's why I think we yeah. should do an episode on it it would be really yeah. interesting and single positivity because, because what's, yeah. well, we've gone off it but Sorry. What, that, what that entry said it's so important that people so important. feel like that shouldn't be you shouldn't feel like an anomaly for feeling like that you should value your own time and your own yeah. life and your own you know what I mean like that should be 100 percent standard and then after yeah. that anything else is a bonus i remember my mum saying yeah. to me once I, i'm i was so dramatic aged 18 when i first got with 19 <laughs> or whatever when i first got together with alex and i was like i need him and my mum was like <laughs> you do not she was like you want That's him amazing but you do not need him and i was like yes mom love that <laughs> absolutely love that yeah That's so and cool. i've literally held on to that forever if i'm like oh, i need so i need i'm like no i don't need him i don't yeah. need him i am a complete person on yeah. my own i am a whole entity i'm a great human being and him being in my life is the best bonus ever yeah but i don't really need good. him to complete me because okay. i am a complete person love that and i think even within a relationship that's really important to hold on to that yeah you have to know that you will be okay i don't know if i'm there actually <laughs> uh, jacqueline <laughs> come back um but it's i think that's something it's, that everybody should yeah. aim to work on whether you're single yeah. or in a relationship right Totally. And I do think you can you can do it while you're in a relationship as well. Like it's not like, oh, I have to be single to like sort myself out. You know, you don't you like no, obviously I some people the do, but you quotation marks work yeah. whilst in my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And actually to be perfectly frank, me and Alex have been lucky that it withstanded the work. Because I think a lot of people like we've been together for nearly a decade and yeah. we've changed. Like we were nineteen. Yeah. Well, I was nineteen. It's a long time. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we could have grown up and just done it slightly differently and still been, I don't think, you know, we, you know, we're, we're still like best friends first and foremost, but yeah. I, I think in, there have been so many changes and if that, you know, one of there, there's just a million ways that it wouldn't have, that it might not have worked. And we totally. were very lucky that we grew up together and we've grown up to who because we are different people and we're just lucky that we still love each other and you've evolved together yeah. i guess yeah like pokemons yeah <laughs> um i just have something to ask you now i'm nervous well i am too actually oh crikey and it was only because georgie swallow um was around my house the other day <laughs> yeah she was around, she was around my house the other day 
And she just looked me dead in the eye and said this thing. And I was like, fucking hell, Georgie, are you okay? And then I thought, I know who I need to ask oh, this question shit. to. And that's okay. Alex. Okay. Right, so Georgie said to me the other day that when she dies, <sighs> she's going to have it in her will that we all have to eat her. Her ashes. All her friends have to eat a bit. What? So my question to you, <laughs> would you eat, would you eat if he left it in his will? Dead Dave. Oh my god! Ooh, I just like that gag turned into a burp. Sorry. Um, not a chance on it's earth. It's in his will. It's his last request, Alex. No, my love. I'd say yeah, sure, Dave. Eat okay. me if it means that much to you. Yeah, sure, but I'm not doing it. He's dead. He's at. It's, it's, and he's watching you from. I don't believe he is. So no. Space heaven. No space. Heaven. <laughs> Where, wherever you go, I don't know. No. Wow. Sorry. Absolutely. Would you eat dead Alex? Yeah. Well, I said yes to Georgie, so I feel like on the premise of that, I now have to say yes to Alex. Yeah. Was she serious? Well, I don't know. Oh What's this space? But why would you want someone to eat you? Just for joke. Well, did you not hear about this story in the news? Of the woman who ate her mom. <laughs> yeah, well, you... yeah, well, I think this is what inspired. I think I told you this. Yeah, there's a woman yeah. just in the Daily Mirror a few weeks ago uh, who was eating her mum's ashes, and she had a teaspoonful every morning. A teaspoon in every what? morning. In what? Just neat. I'm thinking about it like the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> I was as well. <laughs> yeah, like just I mean, put it all to the back of your throat. Like, and you just gotta yeah. swallow it. To take the glamour no. away from it, ultimately, you are then just shitting your dead mum out, which is oh, no. pretty grim. You told that story at the dentist, do you remember? Oh my God, yeah, why did I do that? I think that? you were trying to like yeah, break Yeah, I was really nervous yeah. at the dentist. So I was trying to lighten the atmosphere, like break the ice. And you, yeah, I, literally out of nowhere, you were like, <laughs> did you hear that that woman is eating her mum's dead ashes? Like, and the, the, the dentist just looked up and was like, no. <laughs> get her out literally just didn't say anything else like, this is what i mean this is what i said earlier awkward. about my awkward thing when this i said i followed awkward. that woman to work i need a paw like i need a i need like just just a little one just a little filter like a, a brita filter. filter yeah brita i filter. don't have it yeah a brain filter i don't yeah. have it they just come out and i'm like why the fuck <laughs> and i knew it at the dentist as i was saying it, i was like why am I asking the dentist if you saw the story about the woman that ate her mother? And I said it. I was like, oh, you're just going to have to poop her out. I'm like, why am I saying this? Honestly, it's so bad. I need to get a grip. Um, yeah, but yeah, so just it. to confirm, you would not fulfill no. Dave's last will no. and wish. No. Right. No. Well, that's selfish. I'd say, yeah. If it made him feel better, like while he was still alive, I'd say yes. But then when he was gone, I wouldn't do it. He's betray his trust. Well, he's gone then, isn't he? Oh, God. Gone, um, but not digested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay Gross. well that's a nice note to end it on <laughs> hope you all enjoyed that, that. yeah yeah i felt like was... it was kind of rank actually i'm sorry it's been a roller coaster actually. yeah we've been up we've been down we've had incest yeah we've there's, had, there's uh, been a real um there's been a real uh argument for singledom there i think yeah for, for single sure. positivity yeah you won't have to eat anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. At their eventual demise. Wow, if incest, single cannibalism, cannibalism. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, well, someone we've... sent me a DM the other day saying, "I really want to eat you." Oh, I think he meant like out. Yes, and I just sent him back an article that the Guardian wrote, being like, "So cannibalism is not illegal, but is it okay?" <laughs> and then he blocked me. <laughs> Uh, now we all feel a bit sick yeah so, so, sorry to the group um you know those those nice emails that we get saying i love your podcast so much here's my embarrassing story they aren't gonna start like that anymore 
guys thank you, you so much, much for listening and we'll yeah. see you uh, well ne- i will be alone next week oh yeah I'm i know so sorry i know and we're happy that she's um, shacked up but she is leaving her other partner alone um but that's all right that'll be fine i'll, I'll mind the fort what, what could possibly yeah. go wrong i'll be fine yeah. yeah i got it all good yeah trust me i would say i feel bad but i'm i'll be all right. <laughs> i'll be all right i think, I think you'll be all right yeah <laughs> on the beach <laughs> um okay well we'll see you next week uh, i will yeah she will see you in two weeks I'm so sorry bye bye